Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is this that JPP podcast? really feel about cam newton is frank gore a hall of famer the guys tell you who will not make the playoffs out of our contenders all that and more this week on just press play The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. I want you to use on Bugsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Jesuit Podcast. You like apples? Here we go. We are back. We are coming down. Final two weeks of the regular season. We got the crew here. All of us are here. What's going on, guys? Yeah, not much. Howdy, yeah. howdy. Just happy to be here. We yep. got we, we got LJ, Uncle Tony, Pops with us. Pops just came back from Colorado. His hair's all long. He's got a full beard. I think we're about to get some knowledge from, oh, from old man, Pops I here. It's some wisdom, some, not some intelligence. I got some <laughs> stories from the road, boys, that I'm going to share with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so we actually, we learned a lot this week. I mean, uh, clearly the Patriots dynasty is over. Belichick and Tom Brady are done. (laughs) Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz. They might as well trade him. Jason Garrett's back on the hot seat. And LJ's favorite storyline, offensive football is dead. We're back to December football, baby. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Hey, on. Can, on that, on the on the Patriots, I just uh, saw a mention. I'd forgotten totally about it. I mean, didn't didn't uh, Belichick try to trade Gronk early in the offseason? Oh uh, yes, yeah, he to tried Detroit. to trade him to Detroit, and he was right. He should have. He I mean, have. isn't that the sign? If Belichick's ready to trade you, you're done. Like that's just been the rule. So, and that's I the, don't know. maybe the sign of the end of the Patriots that people are starting to nick some of his trades because he might have tried to trade. Mm. He didn't want to trade old Garoppolo before he got rid of him. If we're mm-hmm. gonna, mm-hmm. Are, are we gonna talk Patriots now? We're we gonna wait on that. Fire off! What do you What do you got so, for me? Yeah, I mean, here's bring the, it. What you got, man? You take. <laughs> here's my theory on these these Patriots. Is I think they've gotten too cute for their own good here in the last couple of weeks. You know, they were really on a roll. Gronk was in and out of the lineup. They were depending upon James White, uh, Sony Michelle, Josh Gordon was really catching some up the middle. Edelman and I don't know what's happened the last two weeks. They they activated Rex Burkhead and brought him into the mix. They had a really great rhythm going with Sony Michelle, Cordero Patterson, and James White. Um, and I'm not being biased just because James White was carrying me in two fantasy football leagues. Oh, I thought five minutes. minutes. We got we got to it five minutes. I'm discounting that. But you saw that last week, and you saw it this week again. They just looked out of sync. And so now, all of a sudden, they've lost their rhythm. Cordero Patterson is coming out of the backfield trying to catch things. Rex Burkhead is getting four or five carries. You know, the week before, Gronk really had a great game. They really fed him. This week, nothing. And Julian Edelman has been really the only one that's been a steady, you know, a steady influence on that offense over the last. Uh, He had two drops last week. Well, but he still had seven (laughs) for 90-something. So he still was active in in their offense. But the thing about it is is nobody else has been consistent. I, they've got to either decide, and this is normally the time of year when they do that. They decide that Sony Michelle is going to carry the ball 18 times a game or that James White's going to carry it or get eight to 10 passes thrown, and they need to sit somebody down. It doesn't matter who it is, but they have got to quit getting cute and get down to business because it, they're getting they're getting close to being out. Well, I will, on that note, mm-hmm. I think what's really hurting them is – Gronk's not, and LJ kind of uh, got to this ahead of time, but Gronk's not the same guy 
like a year or two ago when you just couldn't like you had to throw three guys on him and he still was going to get a touchdown. He's yeah. they don't have anybody on that offense now that is just a matchup disaster. Like you can kind of Michelle's good, James White's good, Edelman's okay, Josh Gordon is good, but nobody's just like, oh my God, put three eyes on him at all times. And I think I mean, it's hurting them a little bit. Yeah, and they were expecting Josh Gordon to be that matchup problem. Uh, yeah, but and then yeah, Tom Brady. And he, did, and he didn't. Yeah, you're exactly right. Tom Brady's making Gordon a few plays guy. here and there. Like he did it two weeks ago where he got sacked when you like right before half where Tom Brady should know if anybody would know either throw it away or you just the last thing you can do is get sacked with no timeouts and they end up getting no points. And then last week, that throw to Julian Edelman, he didn't even – Edelman didn't even have a shot at it. At least throw it in where – Someone has a chance at making the catch. There's no reason to throw that it over. That was on Brady. I thought that was a poor pass by Brady. I mean, Edelman looked open. It looked like he had a shot. Brady didn't put it there. And then I will say, first reported, as reported by Miss Luthringer, we were watching over at Lift's house, and Tammy said, first reported here, Tom Brady is no longer into it. She said she saw a shot of his face on the bench she and said that this is his last year, regardless of the outcome. So, okay. the, the body, the body language doctor – I'm telling you, she saw okay. it. That's and yeah, big if true. They I'm, say I'm. Yeah, I'm still. It's scary. I'm not. I wouldn't want to play the Patriots come December. But it is funny. A couple weeks ago, it looked like they had a cakewalk to get at least a first round by, yeah. and maybe even get to the first first seed. Hey. And now all of a sudden, and let me, they're going to be going on the road and probably playing in Wild Card Weekend. Well, that's a that's a pretty astute statement, and I can say this: I I agree with you because if there's one thing I do know is that Tammy knows when she looks at a man and knows he's done, she's the one to know it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, and I want to, it was also, it was also deja vu all over again. You know, it was Nick Foles. (laughs) As opposed to deja vu the first time. (laughs) Yogi. Deja vu all over again. That's Yogi Berra. He doesn't even, these young boys, Tony, don't even know who said that. Gosh, dog. (laughs) They don't know that was Yogi Berra. Ninety percent of the game's physical; the other half's mental. It's ninety. It's ninety percent half mental. I thought the game was. Shut up, Yoda. Oh right, Lord, Kim, we're going. Up. <laughs> yeah. Well, Off the it just it was. If you remember, December tenth of last year, Nick Foles and the Eagles are rolling into L.A. after Carson Wentz gets hurt, and they're underdogs. And just like uh, all over again, let's pass Sunday night. Rolling into LA as underdogs, and they not only do they go in there and win, but last year this was the start of them rolling off six straight or six out of seven wins. The only loss being the week seventeen where they sat all their starters and won the Super Bowl. So, what do we think? Is Nick Foles like? Is there going to be a quarterback controversy coming up? Or I mean, what? Why is this crazy no. thing happening? I mean, I think no. I mean, come on, Carson. I, I think you can't say no. I don't think you. How can long say is Carson no. supposed to be out this year? Is he? He's, 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 out, he's wow. out for at least another week. They said he's got a back fracture. Yeah. They ruled him out. For right. Sure if they next make week. the playoffs, I mean, is there a chance he comes back? Oh, I didn't. No. Would you bring him back? I don't know if I'd bring him back. I don't know. Yeah. See, uh, I think that's the question. Is like, do you take the Super Bowl MVP out of the playoffs? I. That seems <laughs> like a really hard thing to do. Now that's interesting. Do you take the Super Bowl MVP out of the playoffs? I mean, that's so, all Carson wow. Wentz did was get him to whatever they were before Sunday night, seven and seven or six and seven or whatever. And then Wentz comes in or Foles comes in, and I mean, he beats the Rams. He looked good. There was and maybe we can talk about the Rams in a little bit. They, I don't know what's going on there, but well, I love you that can't argue with the golfs, but. Hey, yeah. right now I trade Dak Prescott for Carson Wentz right now, straight up. Here we go. Well, you might I get do. that opportunity. I trade Dak that. Prescott for Josh Allen. You trade Dak <laughs> Prescott, Prescott for CJ Beathard. end, a second tight end, whatever. You trade Dak. Well, Prescott speaking for of Sam Donald. speaking of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, I'm sure that's someone they had. A, they're coming off a hot week, so we'll just toss it over to you, pops. Are you buying the Dallas Cowboys this week after no, that great week no, they had? No, 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 no. no. No, and I have to admit, I've been on the road. I'm not buying anybody. I have a playoff pick, but that's all I have. Abstaining. You're abstaining from buying? I'm abstaining from buying. Absolutely. You want want to short anybody or? No, I I mean, (laughs) you want to to hear a story from the road? I got one of those, but We'll get to the story from the road. I'm not buying. I'm not buying anyone. Not buying anyone, huh? All right, Uncle Tony, who who are you buying this week? You got anybody? (laughs) Ha, ha. Hey, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to buy the Eagles. Um, 
I took him. I knocked him out last week, so sure, why shouldn't I buy him this week, right? <laughs> oh, the Eagles. I really had no idea where you were going. I was confused at, uh, at who we were talking about. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and there's some other guys, but, you know, because I think I've already bought the Dolphins, and I think they still got an outside chance. Yeah. And we were talking about looking at guys on the teams on the on the periphery, those that have a chance but really don't have a chance, and what, what may or may not happen. And you know what? Uh, Kevin, you have been preaching this now for almost three weeks about what's going to happen here the next the next two weeks for the Cowboys. You called last week. I think we're calling this week. I think the Cowboys have all of a sudden going, oh, no, somebody found our kryptonite. And I think the Buccaneers sweep into Cowboys Stadium and beat them uh, this week, and that leaves it with a, a showdown in, at the Giants, who are now eliminated from the playoffs. And so right. they're just going to be That's where their best off. work comes. Yep. Yeah, and it'll be Eli Manning's last game as a Giant. It's it's going to be a big deal. So um, I, I think there's I I think the Cowboys may be out, and the 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 folks that'll be the recipient are the Philadelphia Eagles. And here's the thing about Nick Foles. Y'all started this. Nick Foles is just like Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, he's not good for a whole season, but give him a three or four so- game stretch when he's got no expectations. And this cat's good. That's the way Nick Foles is. When he's got no expectations, I just need to go out there and win football games. He does great. First couple of games this year, he had all these expectations. You're the Super Bowl MVP. You should be great. We'll wait for Carson Wentz. We won't have to worry about it. And he showed he wasn't ready for that. When there's no expectations and you need this guy to ride on in and say, yeah, I'll bring it home, he's the guy. I I mean, I don't think there was a person in the world last week that thought they would go into L.A. and beat the Rams. Oh, my gosh. They were 13 and a half point underdogs, I believe, on my bookie, if I remember correctly. Damn it. And so, and you then, know, and, and <laughs> uh, you know, you could have bet them straight money line uh, with $10 and made 35 bucks. That's ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. But but that was a phenomenal win uh, in L.A. Coming across country like that for an East Coast team was virtually out of the playoffs. So anyway, I'm buying the Eagles. What I'm, if I have somebody I'm, just, I'm not buying? Do you want to hear somebody I'm not buying? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who are you sure? Cam freaking Newton. I'm not <laughs> buying Cam freaking Newton. And you know why I'm not buying Cam freaking Newton? Because he that? makes a first down with the clock running, and he wants to show off to everybody and shake his chest and say, oh, look how great I am. And the clock is running. Even Jason Witten, that, that ne'er-do-well who I love, <laughs> not the greatest Monday night uh, announcer or analyst, even he noticed Cam get in the huddle, get lined up, let's run a play. Cam Newton, he doesn't carry himself well. I'm telling you, he's got all the talent in the world. He's just he would uh, not just, be the quarterback on my team. I'm to not cut him bad. a little bit of slack, I think there is something wrong with him. That that his, does it, with the throws Newton. that he's making, he's missing th- like easy. Is there throws something that he's wrong with him that he can't tell how much time's on the clock and that the clock is running? Oh, that Give me a break. There's, Yeah, maybe something's wrong with his shoulder. It's not with his head. He's still so full of Cam Newton. He thinks he's the greatest thing on earth, and that's his problem. He thinks he is the best thing since sliced bread, and that's his problem. And, you know, the, here's the issue. He is. He is that good, but he can't get over it. And when he does, he'll be a great quarterback. And but I don't think he ever will. So that's who I'm well, not buying. Yeah, we go. A, I like. It. We got pops a little fired up, baby. He's yeah. are who we are who we thought he was. But uh, yeah, he's maybe our, he is who I think he is. Um, yeah. You know, and I'll say this for for Newton. You know, a couple of weeks ago when he had that really bad game and cost me another fantasy win, he came out in the um, he came out in his press <laughs> conference and said, "This one's on me." I mean, he he looked like. Uh, the outfit he had on, I don't know. He looked like. Well, that is actually my favorite thing now is, is Pent, is Cam Newton at his post game press conference where, especially when they lose and he's got to like be real sad wearing some extravagant outfit. So I wonder if you could do like a 15 month calendar, all Cam Newton outfits in post game press conference outfits. I think that would be awesome. Cause he looked like, he looked like Pharrell ran into Freddie Mercury last week and it was just ridiculous. (laughs) And but That's he brilliant. came out and he said, he <laughs> came good. out and he I said, like yes. he came out and he said, hey, this one's on me. I did not perform. But I'm with Kevin. Something's wrong. Uh, you watched his passes last night from about three weeks when he re-injured that shoulder. 
I he's got something torn in that in that shoulder, and I'll, I'll be surprised if he starts this week or any time the rest of the year with them being virtually eliminated from the playoffs. He can't throw the ball more than twenty yards, and when does you saw it last night, the ball was floating. There's a reason Christian McCaffrey's catching twelve catches a game, and DJ Moore is their leading receiver. Down. He can't throw the ball yeah. more than twenty yards, and it's just uh, it's hard to watch because first eight, nine, ten ball, ten games. He was chunking the ball. The ball was flying out of his hand. It had life to it. It was great. But all of a sudden, they started saying, hey, we're preserving him. He's not practicing on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just throws on Friday. He's hurt. He's hurt. Well, and I don't know if they didn't watch, but the Colts just went through this where they tried to let their quarterback play through it, and they lost Andrew Luck for over a year. Uh Cam Newton just got surgery on his shoulder, and clearly something's not right with him. And I'm with you. At this point, where they, they have an outside shot at making the playoffs, but at this point, just sit him on the bench. Maybe talk yeah. to him about clock management. Maybe maybe Lyft can go down to Charlotte and talk to him about how to how to do Man, clock management too while he's not playing. Well, no, what but, I'm gonna talk to him about is get over yourself. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the thing. Look at him. Look at his demeanor. Look at his body language when Right. Be humble like Jordan. Is, Michael Jordan was a humble well, great. Hey. <laughs> you know, we'll get into that another time. <laughs> But I'm telling you, when the clock is running, you need to be aware of the clock and and use it efficiently. And he's out there, he's out there beating his chest and talking. And you can just see, okay, take that away, take that away. He's lackadaisical. He's walking up slow. You know, I'm just saying that Cam Newton would not be the quarterback on my team, and he is probably the most physically talented person in the NFL. Right now, would uh, you rather would you rather give Dak Prescott an extension or trade him straight up for Cam Newton? Cam Newton! Trade contract. him now! I'll take it! I'll take it! <laughs> what I got to give you for him? Um, wow. <laughs> That's a tough so question. So Cam Newton is really I'd... falling from no, your graces. I... Well, because Dak Prescott will try. He's going to give it his maximum effort. His maximum effort is nowhere near Cam Newton's. Cam Newton's might not be that good. Yeah. Is, he's just, Dak's not that good, but give me heart. <laughs> Over talent every time. I'll take heart. All right, I don't want to get I don't want to get pops too fired up and get him yeah, to sorry talk I, too much. You know what? He I'll he relax. needs to start his uh, fantasy football team in the Canadian Football League because that's where guys go that have a lot of heart but not a lot of talent. So good luck with that. LJ, <laughs> <laughs> who who are you buying this week? Who who are you putting some money on? Well, I mean, buying at this point, I've got the teams I like. I bought them already. So, um, I, you know, I guess just to play the game, my two options are to buy uh, either the Cardinals, who aren't going to go any lower, or what I'm actually going to do is buy the Rams because I don't think they should go any lower than we've got them ranked number five on our uh, power ranking. So right. I'm going to, I'm going to buy the Rams. Cause I think they'll go up from there, but I, you know, I, I don't like them to win the Super Bowl or anything. Well, and so. that, I'm glad you brought them up that my buy is going to be a different one, not a very bold one or anything, but I was with you. If I was going to play the game as LJ has played it, where he'll buy people at their absolute lowest, I do think the Rams are about as low as you can get. And the, the, the playoffs are still open to me. I think there's no, the Saints showed you on Monday night and the Chiefs have, looks like they are not the same. There's just in both AFC and NFC, I think it's wide open and it's going to be whoever gets hot at the right time. And I don't know what happened. I think someone sent Jeff Fisher into the locker room and he's secretly <laughs> been like whispering to Jared Goff. I don't know what's going on there. That's but some the Rams go shit over there. Yeah, <laughs> the Rams go to at the Cardinals, and then they play home against the 49ers to finish the year. I think they may be right the ship. There's still talent all over yeah, that. I football think they'll split those games. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, that'd be tough to see them. But not that I would. Not that I would ever want to quote Booger McFarlane, but <laughs> I think they were talking about it last night. Yeah, <laughs> let me get my hands up here so I can see my gnarly fingers. So, um. <laughs> I, you know, this is a long season, and and I think offenses will these these high powered offenses will right the ship, and it is tough to play sixteen games at the highest level like that. It's just we've seen one yeah. team do it in the last thirty something years. That was the Patriots that played at such a high level that one year, and that was a that was just a great year. And so to see these guys with three losses and lost the Super Bowl, uh, yeah, we, we yeah, see these then- guys with three losses. And all of a sudden we're like, oh God, I don't know how good they're gonna be. I don't know if they're really gonna have to make it. Dude, they're they're gonna be all right. And and I think you'll see these well, next two weeks. The Rams probably score forty or fifty points here in the next two weeks if they have to. And well, and it's kind of like what you said with Nick Foles and the Eagles. Like it's just the, it, we've seen it time and time again. The guys play better when it's us against the world and everyone's yeah. counting you out. And 
the Rams are still a good – there's still a lot of guys on that defense. Aaron Donald's still the best defensive player out there. I still think Tlaibs and Peters are good corners. I don't know what's going on with them. And then maybe they'll learn to get Todd Gurley the ball for whatever reason they don't like getting the Let ball. Let me ask you this question, though, Kevin, and I think you and I talked about it a little bit. What happened to Amdomakin Sue? Oh, man. I mean, he was the best defensive player in the league, right? I mean, he was, he was amazing. And he gets next to Aaron Donald, who's getting a double team every time the ball is snapped. And have you heard of Sue? Have you heard of He has not been Sue? the impact that I thought it would be. I thought well, he would come in, like you said, with Donald getting all the attention, Sue getting one-on-ones. It'd be great. And he just hasn't been the same guy. He has not been. He has not been anything. Well, Liff, I – is he in the yeah? We, what, what's up, Tommy? man? What we must know? we must have been eating the same gummy bears because I can tell you that I was just about to say something <laughs> about Indomitian Sue. Now the two things I'll say: one, first of, he is still one of the scariest men I've ever seen. Because when you look at him, when he takes his helmet off on the football field, man, I I don't want anything to do with him. That guy, man, I'm telling yeah, he you, he's mean. got that crazy look in his eye. He's man, he he's it's like the longest yard. He's ready to just snap your neck. I broke his freaking neck. He's one of those people. I, he's one of those people I talk shit to from a distance. I don't want to be within no. arm's reach. <laughs> distance, my ass. I I'll be afraid to get anywhere. I I I wouldn't even talk to him on the phone. Afraid him right now. I, talk too much shit on yeah, him right yeah, now. Yeah, I, so I, he's a mean, mean mother from outer space, and he's bad. So, um, I, but the second thing is though to Lyft's point there about it, and Indomitian Sue has a different role than he's had in the past, and that's why the the Rams brought him that's in. That's what I was thinking. Is he is that stalwart he takes he's a gap filler now he's not supposed to rush the quarterback he is a gap filler he's supposed to free his linebackers up to go make plays he is that uh veteran on the line of scrimmage so that donald can go make plays and yeah he, donald still's getting double team but when domica sue is taking a lot of punishment there in the middle of that line and taking a lot of that for that team so they can do a lot of what they're doing. So I think his role is a little bit different. He's not there to get the sacks up the middle. He is there to hold the fort down a lot like uh Wolfork would do for the um, Patriots. Yeah, right. Except he ain't. He's, he's, Hodor. He ain't, he's, he's Hodor. not Hodor. Yeah. He's not Vince Wolfhard <laughs> waddling out there, you know, at 387 pounds or whatever the hell it was at his last, <laughs> when he was last out there. But that's what Sue's there to do. And, and to scare the shit so, out of people. And he still does that. I mean, mm. I don't, I, he'd stomp Man. on someone. But I still get nostalgic for his Nebraska when when the game plan was let Sue win it from <laughs> the one position that you can't win games from. Man, that was so much he fun was to something. watch. There he was, was nothing something. like that. I've never seen a guy dominate a game like he did back at Nebraska when was, he was just at defensive yeah. tackle yeah. just dominate. Take a game dominate. over from the center of the defense on the ground. Oh, my <laughs> yes. God. Wow. I would have never thought. I honestly thought that at defensive tackle, Sue should have won the Heisman that year. Yeah. I mean, and that yeah. is crazy. I think it's fair. crazy stuff, yeah. But, you know, I'm really glad he said because so, I thought he was going to say, I, since Joey Bosa, I've never seen anybody like a Nebraska <laughs> <laughs> well, that is actually a perfect segue, Tony, because that is who, and everyone's buying them, not any bold to it, but I think there's something magic down there in the, I still call them the San Diego Chargers down there in the water. Yep. Because yep. I was looking at it. I don't, you, have you noticed this year, it seems like they're winning the, these close games, kind of like they did against the, the Chiefs on Thursday night, where they go in there and they win a real close one. And mm-hmm. the Chargers have always been known kind of like what the Cowboys will do. They'll battle their way back in. They'll get back into the game, but then they'll somehow miss a field goal, and then they'll sign a new kicker, and then he missed the field goal, and then they'll do something crazy and not get the onside kick or whatever. And I looked at it. This year, they are in the games decided by seven points or less. They're 5-1. and one. The last three years prior to that, they are 7-20 and 20 in those games. So I don't know what the, wow. what's different about yeah. them, but they're finally winning those games. And then there's just something about seeing – Oh, fat Antonio Gates still somehow getting open and still making guys miss. He's really like he's the 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 black version of Jer- Jason Witten, where I don't know how that man's he's slow, he's big, and it doesn't make any sense, but he still somehow gets open, gets, open. gets first downs. Yeah. And then there's still their offense has Philip Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, probably. And then when Melvin Gordon's come back, he's one of the most explosive running backs. And then there's a ton of good receivers on their team. And I guess Stephen A. Smith was just a little early because now it looks like Hunter Henry may actually come back. He was just a week early with whatever the hell he was talking about last week. I don't know what he's talking about. So I, yeah, I think the Chargers—they're they're the most complete team in the AFC right now. They got a defense. I, and I, I don't see, care what Tony says. Joey Bosa is a beast. I'm, I'm excited to see to what happens on Saturday night here against the Ravens. I, that's going to be a game that's, that's going to really be matter. a good game. Looking forward, yes, I think is. it will be too. And that's there's a lot of consequences game. for both teams yeah, in that. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I sure do like I, when I it comes to seven, yeah, good team. Yeah. When it comes to just complete teams, I probably in the NF, in the NFL, AFC and NFC. Would you say the Chargers and Saints are probably the two teams with running game, quarterback, defense that you you would kind of buy right now? Yeah, Boy, but the I Saints think so. have not really shown up the last two games. I mean, they won not on offense, but week. they've had the best. I don't know. Uh, they've had but the second defense. best defense in the league in the last three weeks, right? Just under Chicago. Yeah, so. they got to play. Yeah, yeah. and it just goes to that. There's something about I, I not Phil or uh, like Breeze has been very human like lately, but I when it comes down to the playoffs, the defense is playing better. They got as Dad's mentioned a, a few times this year. I love their running game with Ingram and Kamara. And then if if I'm betting money and it's Breeze and Sean Payton, I just feel like they'll figure it out. And now they're on the fast track to home field advantage in the playoffs, and that is where mm-hmm. yeah. the one kryptonite is them to play them on the road somewhere. And when they're playing in the Superdome, that's a scary malafala. I have to be. You know, mm-hmm. Kevin, you're right. I, I, I would agree with that. I think the Chargers are now, uh, other than the fact they're going to have to play one extra game in the playoffs unless the Chiefs stumble here in the next two games. Uh, they've got a tough yeah, game. I mean, they might not. They might, they've got they a could. tough game. That could happen. They've got a tough game this Saturday night, but I, I think they're beating the Ravens. And you're right. They are. They have rounded into a great, uh, a really great offensive football team for sure. Uh, one of the good things about getting injuries is they see people step up. So uh, the Gordon injury – and the Eckler injury even more. Uh, you've seen this Jackson kid come in, and he's he's really good. They're going to have to figure out a place for him to play, and he may be their starter in two years and they let Gordon go. But the thing that I think is different for the Chargers in the last three weeks is Mike Williams. Uh, Keenan Allen went down yeah. Thursday night, and Mike Williams just stepped in. But Mike Williams has been making some big plays over the last few weeks. Yeah. And – you know, yeah. he, he was so highly touted coming out of college, and and everybody thought he was great the, at Clemson. Yeah, he was the next. He was the next big wide receiver, and then he had that neck injury, and there was some thoughts of whether he'd ever play again. He's completely healed from that. He's getting his confidence back. You're really starting to see what this kid can do, and and with Keenan Allen out Thursday night, he stepped into that void. Uh, Allen's probably going to be out for another week, probably maybe two. If they get this kid the reps he needs, they're going to go into the playoffs with some real confidence, and they could be well, tough, I think tough to beat. You have a good point there because I don't think the talent was ever doubted about Mike Williams. He just when he got hurt, he never got the reps with Philip Rivers, and now with Keenan Allen going out, Rivers is kind of learning Mike Williams. And then when Keenan Allen comes back, that one catch where he got hurt, they didn't he didn't get a touchdown, and rightfully so. I mean, it wasn't a catch, and he was like technically out of bounds, but he reached up there with one hand and somehow tipped it back to himself. Keenan Allen. I probably don't put him up there with the Hopkins and the Julio Jones and Antonio Browns, but he's right there below yeah. him. He's a really no good doubt. player. I think he and Antonio yeah. Brown are probably two best possession receivers in the game right now at, that that can also score. I mean, uh, not a Julian Edelman, not a like a Danny, Danny Amendola type. They're, or Cole Beasley. They're, they can go out and make plays, but they're the guy you throw to at third down and four to get you five yards. They're both those types of receivers. They're the best in the game at it right now. Keenan Allen's kick has always been he just can't stay healthy he just can't stay healthy yeah. let's hope this is not something serious they're saying hit pointer right now we're back questionable this week doubt he plays but uh but let's hope he's back because he's shown this year he can be a real force i might like yeah. you said it looks like the Chargers are probably locked into the fifth spot in that playoffs because i think the chiefs got the tiebreaker take a collapse by the chiefs to not win that division so if you're the chargers i'd probably just rest keenan allen make sure he's healthy because they played the the melvin gordon perfectly by not rushing him back i think on thursday night and winning without him and getting that extra rest and yeah i think yeah. they'll be tough but yeah we'll get on to the who we thought they were for this week and i i don't know i'll start with you pops i don't i, I don't need you to go on another rant on cam newton but is there another <laughs> guy that's maybe who you thought they were this week uh, no, I'll, I'll just say cam newton because i don't cam have newton who we thought Reed, they were because, bye 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. No, I have a playoff team, but I can't move. Well, let's let's roll through some who we thought they were real quick, see if we got yeah, anybody. Go uh, LJ, do you have anybody this week for who we thought they were? I mean, just uh, defenses in December. I, I expected that defenses Fair matter man. at this point in the game, um, and they, they seem to be. And, and we'll see if it continues going through the playoffs like I predicted earlier. I, I said that the defense is going to – some defense is going to win a Super Bowl, and we'll yeah, see I, if I'm right about that. But so far – I'm right about December, at least. I so was I'm, arguing, I'm y'all. I think that. you said that, and Pops was in agreement with you, and I argued with y'all. And I, I still think we're going to see an offensive game when it gets down there, like it's going to be who scores 40. But I, these past few weeks, you've seen the Bears have made the, the Rams look a lot more human, and the Ravens' defense has been shutting people down. They're, I wouldn't want to play either one of those 
tough defenses come come playoffs because they just hey look tough. Real, that it, did y'all say it was Saturday night? Look, watch the L.A. Chargers and the Baltimore Ravens. That should be well, one and I bet we get into it in the playoffs when we talk our playoffs in just a second because that's we got will, a ton of implications on it. Oh man, what a game that would be! I but L.J., that. I think you're right. That y'all y'all were spot on a few weeks back. The defenses when the weather's gotten a little colder, it is they have they, the offense has come back to life a little bit. So uh, well, and I will even argue it. I it's not even the the coldness; it's the length of the season. I think more because like the defense performances we've seen have been in domes and in warm weather areas. Uh, you yeah. know, in a lot of these games, I mean, there's like Chicago gets to play in Chicago. So that's a little different, but a lot of these games have been, you know, in domes and stuff like that. So um, it's it's just a good time of the year to play defense, regardless Gosh, of the weather. We haven't talked about Chicago, and they had a pretty good win this past week. Man, I think it's Boy. just not trusting for me. It's not trusting Trubisky. But speaking of defenses, I, speaking of defenses, that's about as good as I've seen in the past five or so I've, years. I've got a video least. that that I want to share with you guys. Uh, <laughs> this guy named Brett Coleman does like film breakdowns on YouTube, and he's talked about the Bears twice this year. Uh, one about how Eddie Jackson is the most dangerous safety in all oh, of football, he is. and then two how they how they they how they tore up the 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 Rams and and what they did what decisions they made to make that possible and uh, it's just yeah I mean that he was saying that they're the best defense since the the Seahawks won the Super Bowl what was that seven six years ago whatever it was mm-hmm. against Denver. It's just um, it's which every was, level of that defense, like you said, with Eddie Jackson back there making plays, the corners mm-hmm. are good. Obviously, Khalil well, Mack's good, and, and Akeem Hicks, and then. we're we're in this place where I think to to shut down a quarterback with all these new you know passing protection rules and and defensive holding rules that get called uh, too often uh, that you've got to essentially you got to confuse a quarterback. And the Bears, I think, are the best in the game at doing it. Like uh, every receiver looks open against uh, Eddie Jackson and uh, and what's his name on uh, Kyle Fuller. Every receiver yeah. looks open against Kyle Fuller, but he's not. And then that defense still gets back. Khalil Mack had a sack with his back. His spine got the sack. <laughs> yeah, you know, he literally front. He so. literally sacked uh, Aaron Rodgers with his butt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know that defense, they get you on both sides. They confuse a quarterback both ways around. So it's, Tony, do it's you have awesome to watch? Do you have anybody for this week on who we thought they were? You know, I'd love to say Chicago, but I called out the monsters of the Midway last week. Uh, I'd love to say Josh Allen, but you know, I called out Josh Allen two weeks ago <laughs> for, for being the, the, the man that he is. So I I'm really torn here <laughs> on who I should say, who they thought they were, because, you know, golly, we, we keep talking about them, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to say the New York football giants are who we thought they were. We were all getting a little okay, giddy yeah. a little bit. Oh, they're playing well. Oh, they've won a few in a row. Ooh, they're, and then all of a sudden goose egg. Tennessee 17, Giants nothing. That was a poor, poor effort. I don't know what Odell Beckham has got wrong with him. I don't know if he's got Jim McGee disease and he's got something on the taint. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's got, you know, I I want to make sure I still got enough left in my tank next year for a good is contract there any, extension. Is there any but, thought, do you think, that maybe there's some rift between Odell Beckham and the coaching staff and that he's not really hurt and they're just not playing him? Uh, I wouldn't think so. He's, it just—it almost seems like they don't want him to be the the leading of that the leader of the locker room because he's just maybe dude, not that great of a leader. Well, and they want it to be Saquon Barkley's team. It has but been. It's just as weird that quad injury came out of nowhere and all of a sudden he's not playing out at of all. Nowhere. I, you know, I. It has always been hard to figure out Odell Beckham. It's it's dude's got blonde hair. Come on, you know I I don't know what you I don't know what to say to that. He's just you know I, he's got. Corkscrews coming out of his head and they're blonde. I don't know. So, just, no, I, it's tough, I understand it's the theory of what you're that. saying. It's tough. It's tough to figure so out. So as who hey, we thought they were, the Giants are just giants. what we thought. They're, they're just giants. They're, they're very they're, mediocre. They're very bad, so like, they're very bad so, team. So it sounded like though the other thing is Tony's other who I thought they were is is Tony Green. Uh, he he's <laughs> basically happy A with savant. Tony's calls. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, so far. Yeah, except for that Cam Newton draft pick. Uh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do a quick who we thought they were when we get on to playoffs because I think that's more interesting this week. But uh, the who we thought they were for me is, as we've mentioned earlier this year, the best player on the Seattle Seahawks, which is their punter, Michael Dixon, had another <laughs> oh, amazing damn it, I game. Missed that one. You're Pro right. Football Focus, Pro Football Focus ranked him as the best punting game they've ever recorded. He had eight You're punts. Right. Wow. And he You're averaged right. 54, 54 yards a punt. One of them went 65. And then there was one point in the uh, second quarter where he had back-to-back punts, one downed at the two-yard line and one downed him at the three. And it's just 
that dude changes the game more than anybody I've ever seen at the punting position. It is wild. And then you see his counterpart, Sebastian Janikowski. We mentioned him earlier, I think. But missing a field goal and then having that poor tackle. It's wild that they have someone that's that bad. And I think poor tackle is a nice term for what I saw. <laughs> or maybe just a no tackle. I, I don't think he had any he had any desire to make that tackle whatsoever. It was like, what a bullfight. Man, you know, Janikowski had a beard when they go. Bronkish. Toro, Toro. Ole, ole. Bronkish. He did Bronkish. It was terrible. Bronkish tried. He just tripped. He's just, you know, old for the earth. That might have been a Gronk and a half. Bronkish. I mean, it was the video is hilarious. The video is hilarious because Janikowski really looks like he's trying to get over to the sideline to make this tackle, and then instead of stopping, he just keeps going straight to the bench. I mean, he just kept on going right to the sideline. He went run direction. He's like, it's almost like he said inside his head, "I'm gonna get there, get there." Nope, I'm not. (laughs) Nope, I'm gonna go sit down and have a Gatorade. To to Janikowski's, to Janikowski's. Point. He is he is forty years old and kicking, and Kicker. he's been doing this in a while. And he's a much better, much better soft slow pitch softball player, I yeah. think, than tackle. He's a so he's a <laughs> few pints over uh, two fifty. So you know that's a, that's tougher. He's a biscuit or biscuit two or two over fifty. <laughs> biscuit or two over. So pops, we'll go the more. What's I really think the most interesting part of of this week, and it's teams getting eliminated. and What teams are still left? So I want to go over to you. To start out, what team are you crossing off your playoffs this week? Well, I want to ask the: Are we crossing off a team that's mathematically still eligible? You, you can, if you I'm would not, like to, you can cross off, cross off a team that is I've eliminated you the but, whole time. But <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'll save this one for next week because I will cross off a team that is mathematically still eligible, and it goes with my who we thought they were that I didn't speak of Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers <laughs> well, this are is the, out the, of the playoffs. <laughs> they are mathematically still eligible, but they okay. are out of the playoffs. Well, so I just want to for real quick Carolina. for the listeners, because I don't know if it's clear yet over the, over the course of the past 45 minutes. What are your thoughts on Cam Newton as a franchise quarterback? I don't know. If we've... <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> I'll All right. I think fan. the question is, would you, would you rather have as your quarterback uh, dad's opinion of Cam Newton or my opinion of Ben Roethlisberger? I think that's a Whoa. that's a difficult challenge. That's true. I think that <laughs> I think dad is totally out on Cam Newton. I'm just out on him. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so fair enough. Yeah. LJ, we'll go to you. You mentioned yeah. Ben Roethlisberger and they they there's a there's a chance in the world where they could get eliminated. Who are you crossing off the playoffs this week? Man, I called them out week one. If, they, if that <laughs> happened, I can't pick them. It's too late. Um. <laughs> So, uh, who I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, because, wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the Titans beat them. I think that the Giants, who are the least aptly named team in the NFL because they're the best Davids in the NFL of the last 10 years, <laughs> I think they take them out. So, we'll see what happens. But Wow. Well, then I'll go ahead and jump in because who I'm crossing off the playoffs will be the Titans. I just don't think – I've said it before. Yeah. I don't trust Mariota at all. I don't really think – that game against the Giants, I'm kind of like what Tony was saying. I don't know if it was that impressive what they did against the Giants just because I think it was more so the Giants just suck. And I I don't know. It is interesting to see what's coming down. It looks like the biggest thing, and Tony might be talking about this too in just a second, but it really comes down to I think the biggest, the most intriguing thing coming into this week is that last spot for the AFC playoffs where the Ravens, yeah. Colts, and Titans all sit at 8-6. and six. And I just, what the Colts do the Cowboys, and I don't know if the Cowboys are all that great or not. I, I think there was a little window dressing we saw the past few weeks, but they just dominated the Cowboys up front on the offensive line and ran all over them. And I still think Andrew Luck is a stud at quarterback. That Darius Leonard, y'all kind of mentioned out in defensive rookie of the year stuff. He's a stud on the defense. I'm I, If I have to choose between Andrew Luck or Mariota, give me Andrew Luck. Every day. Yeah, but I think again we're talking about December football here. And if you look at the time of possession, I think the the uh Titans are like eighth in the league and the Colts are like twenty fifth or something like that. If you're looking at teams that can run the ball, the Colts are okay. And the Titans Titans did learn all of a sudden it took fourteen weeks, but they learned let's just feed that big monster they have at running back, Derrick Henry, and they're just giving (laughs) him the ball forty times a game. And (laughs) it seems to be working pretty well for him. Derrick Henry is a big physical monster right he's yeah, not that he's, great a, he's just bigger and faster and stronger than everybody else on the field yeah and i mean there's no better way to depict that than there's a picture of him standing next to mark ingram back at alabama yep. where mark ingram looks like a five-year-old toddler and derrick henry looks like a grown man and mark henry 
or Mark Ingram is not a small not a guy. guy. He's not a small yeah. man. Like, and then no, the other thing is, to, I've seen. Have you seen those pictures of him next to Eddie Lacy, who's known for being overly robust? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Eddie Lacy looks like a normal yeah. human being next bad, to him. So, bad Eddie Lacy. It's uh bad Eddie Lacy is uh looks small next to Derrick Henry. Mm. So and this time of yeah, year, Derrick like Henry's LJ said, when when it's gone, it's 15 weeks in, everyone's banged up and bruised. You see a lot of guys kind of do like the Jaguars did when they played the Titans, where you just make a business decision not to tackle Derrick Henry because you're. You better bring you better bring your sack lunch because that man's yeah he's coming he's coming. (laughs) So Tony, who are you crossing off the playoffs? Are you are you going to stick with that Colton's tight the Colts Titans theme or who are you going with this week? I'm crossing off the Baltimore Ravens. Whoa! So we're sticking right in that area. Wrong. Uh, Yeah. So two of us are LJ and I have LJ and I have put ourselves across the wall. Either the Night King's going (laughs) to win. Or <laughs> Westeros is going to come back because I'm telling you, we have set ourselves opposite. And here's here's my theory. We'll see if it holds. I think the the, the Ravens have the hardest schedule of the next two weeks. They've got they've got to I go agree. to the Chargers, and if they yeah. lose that game, they're on the outside looking in. And they're they've got the Cleveland Browns coming to town. They have them stingy 17, Browns, and the Browns are going to want to ruin somebody's party. Because they could win again next week and mathematically be effective. But the thing that kicks them with the Colts winning last week, the Titans win this week. You've got the Colts at the Titans next week as well. Um, I so they need them to tie. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so if I they were the to Ravens, tie, the Browns could somehow yeah. still get in. But yeah, so Ugh, I think the Ravens. Juicy. I think the Ravens lose that game this weekend, and then it, the the odds would say it's the Indianapolis Colts are going to pull in there with that spot. But I think it's probably the winner of the Colts Titans game. I'm still holding out hope for my uh, darling Miami Dolphins, although they did let me down on my bookie.ag this week in a huge yeah, way. Yeah, did they forget they had a game uh, against the Vikings this week? Did I they think just they not? They did. Uh, I, 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 the Vikings I, just remembered. I wrote a letter, but um, they, <laughs> they really almost put me back down in a van by the river. But uh, so, but I think that. Uh, I think that it's 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 pretty it's clear cut for me. I think the Ravens are tough, and, and we like Lamar Jackson. We all want this thing to work out. But you saw twenty points against the Buccaneers. These guys have got to find a way to to, to throw the ball deep. And 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 now Flacco's out. His confidence will confidence will be shot if they try to put him back in the ball game. It's Lamar Jackson's show, and I just think that's not a rookie that has to live by the RPO. Just not going to make it over these next two weeks against the Chargers and the Browns, who not only can they put up points, but they've got a pretty pretty healthy defense. And so I think that's tough for them. Uh, and that way, Harbaugh can go ahead and make his exit and say sayonara. And, and who knows, maybe end up with a star on his hat. Well, God, and I, I think that. you're the, – the, the main reason I, I, I kind of wanted to go with what you were saying, just because I, the Ravens got to go to the Chargers. And as we talked about earlier, I think the Chargers are just a, a complete football team right now. But – it's just it's hard to cross the Ravens off to me. I'm just that defense is so good. R- right below Chicago's, that is the best defense in the NFL. That's and true. I don't know how good Lamar Jackson is, but he runs well. I think he still can throw. They just don't ever. But a team that can run and play defense, I think the question yep, you have to ask yourself, can the Ravens keep the Chargers from scoring 20 points? Because the Chargers, can, gonna be the Chargers can surely keep the Ravens from scoring 20 points. So I, 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 I think that's the tough part for me is I don't know how they keep they don't keep them from scoring two touchdowns and two field goals or three touchdowns and a field goal. I, I just don't see yeah. how the Ravens can, can withstand that Chargers, even with the guys hurt, even if Gordon's not back. Yeah. I think with Jackson and Eckler should be back, even without Keenan Allen. I th- as we talked earlier with, with Mike Williams and Tyrell Williams and Travis Benjamin showing what they had, I, I, I think the Chargers have got too much for this Ravens defense to keep. It's not going to be a 40-point game by any stretch of the imagination, I would think. But, man, the Ravens can't score that many points. That's the thing. The, the, the Ravens play a first of 20 game, and Phillip Rivers probably scores more than 20. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So that's mine. That's mine. Let's, let's kick those Ravens out and put my darling Dolphins in. But – well, we I are. Just, it is interesting. We're all staying right around. Titans. Some yeah. some of us are going to be wrong. I think it is. Y'all are, y'all are spot on. I think that the game to watch this week is that Saturday game at the Chargers. Which, speaking of, what are mm-hmm. what's y'all's feelings on Saturday night games in the NFL? Love it. I'm okay. I don't with think it. I'm yeah. a fan. I, you know what? I there's something I hate about it, and it's the fact that there's only two games on the Sunday late afternoon, yeah. and so then you know I'm stuck sitting there like 
on the Red Zone channel waiting for them to get away from the Seahawks and 49ers so I can watch, <laughs> what was that, the Patriots Steelers? Like, yeah. I, I only want to watch one game. I don't need to watch both of these games. Well, somehow, so, I don't even know. The Saturday night games. Saturday night up. games can, can kind of just slip away from me because I was watching the, the Browns Broncos last week, and then I thought there was another <laughs> well, game, but I couldn't from remember. A lot of us. <laughs> yeah. But then I didn't even realize where the Texans game was on. All of a sudden, I just look up, and I, I'm like Tony, and I looked at my fantasy team, and Fairbairn has scored like 25 points as a kicker. I'm like, oh, the Texans <laughs> played tonight, and they had already won, and I didn't even realize that game was being played. It just happened. Saturday night games can kind of slip away from me, so I don't know what if I'm a fan of them. But now will I got my DVR set. It's going to remind me, but I want to, that Chargers. Y'all are right. Chargers-Ravens. That's a huge, huge matchup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if the Ravens lose, then next week, the week 17, that Titans Colts comes down to basically winner gets in and that'll be fun, fun to watch. Yep. I, I thought about calling the Ravens out, but then I realized that that would mean that I've called everybody out in the AFC North. So <laughs> someone's got to get in. One of them in. It's kind of like the NFC East. Somebody's got to get in eventually. Yeah. <laughs> got to get right. in. Yeah. It's just going to happen. What's yeah. crazy is speaking of the NFC East, the Redskins still have an outside shot. Still Josh shot. Johnson oh, yeah. could somehow yep. find a way to get them in. All it would take is a couple of losses by the Cowboys in December, and then win a few, which that could easily yep. happen. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, nobody said Colin Kaepernick. Why is it Colin Kaepernick playing? I didn't hear well, it. Well, I mean, every I, time we talk I, I about it, I was going to go there, but I feel like we've been there enough. <laughs> right, good. I think the audience knows my opinion on going for trying to trying to bring in because I don't know anybody that's ever come in after Alex Smith and done uh, halfway decent. But well, there's, anyway, yeah, there's we no, don't there's have there's to no talk history about it of that happening. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so we'll go with uh, we'll go with a running quarterback to run our spread offense instead of somebody that doesn't fit our system. Did yeah. y'all see? Anyway, can, can uh, we can we pull one was. out real quick for for old old Frank Gore? He's he's going to be out for the remainder of the season. They called yeah. him off. Is he out oh, for the rest? Of the, is, is he out for the career oh. now? Is that it? Well, can we see his last play? You think? think so. Schefter said he's out for the season. I would think he's yep. out for the year. But I was going to me and Dad talked about it a little year. bit. Uh, I'll ask you first, Uncle Tone. What is he? Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. You think so? Yeah, I uh, you know there. Are, I think me and I think me and Pops kind of were leaning towards probably no, but I mean when you when it's all said no, and done and yeah. he does hang him up and look at his career stats, yeah. he's up there in every top single five. rushing category. He's a top five runner. I believe yeah. he's been a Pro Bowl player a couple of times, uh, and then he's uh, but top five in total yards. Those guys in the for the NFL Hall of Fame, those guys are tough to pass up, especially running backs. There's such few and far between that get that many total yards. I think he's well, all he famer. kept the Niners relevant for. Yeah. Like, do you think he's you know, all famer, LJ? Yeah, I do too. I I also have about as much hesitation as Tony did, maybe slightly more, yeah, but no, I, but I'm pretty confident. The only so. the I only reason I, I think, think he, he might is, not be, and this but, is what me and Pops both came to this conclusion. I think, and was he ever the best running back in the league while he was playing? Like, was there ever a season where he was the best running back? And I feel like if the answer is no, he might not be a Hall of Famer. It's not, this is not the MVP award though. I mean, one thing to think about is he's, I think he's 500 yards short of number three rushing all time. Like that's, I want to say that's incredible. That's That's incredible. Yeah. Is Marcus Allen in the hall of fame? I think, uh, I think he's so. Not, he hmm. should be. Yeah, I, I believe he is. Curtis Martin's in the Hall of Fame. And that's who I kind of compared him to was Curtis Martin, Martin where someone yeah, who just, he's definitely hall of famer. Um, uh, He's, he's a, you know, Frank Gore's a lot like a Frank Gore's a lot like a Fred Taylor, you know, really good, a good oh. player for ten to twelve years, but no, never, he's better than he's Fred better Taylor. Fred. He's and, probably and he had more total yards, and I, you know, you, Fred Taylor had more upside, but he just never put it through. You know, Frank well, Gore's Frank Gore consistent. is consistent. He's contributed in every team he's been to. Yeah. Also, yes, it's not has. like yeah. somebody that fit a system in San Francisco uh, or anything. That, Frank Gore's he's been a consistent good. Football player. Yeah, he's the blue. No matter where he is, no matter who's handing him the ball. I think so. He and like LJ said, he's he's so close to being top three. How how does that guy not make the Hall of Fame? You know, it's like in baseball. If you Mm. if you're a 500 home run guy, you're going to make the Hall of Fame. You know. Yeah. What's the most What's the most impressive thing that Gore's done his career besides rack up almost 15,000 career rushing yards? But at the at running back, the toughest position to play, I think. As far as staying healthy, and him to have Longevity, so many yeah. sixteen game seasons, and it's not like he's a guy like a Darren Sproles who gets ten to fifteen carries or catches a game. He goes 
20 carries in between the tackles, running he's into bell cow big old Hodor yeah. guys yeah. And, and Vince yeah. Wilforks and mm-hmm. all the – I mean, he's – and he does it every year. In an area where bell cow backs don't exist. Yeah, and yeah. he's just done it. I think when it's all said and done, y'all are probably right. My first thought is no, he's not a Hall of Famer. But when it's all said and done, you look at what he what he's done over a 14, 15-year career, you, you can't keep that guy out. And yeah. it'll be – I'll well, be happy I to think so, today. and I damn sure hope so. Yeah. I, I like Frank Gore so such much. such a great story. That, and – just real quick, and I don't know, Kevin or LJ, if y'all have ever seen the tape of what happened to him in the Orange Bowl in that, I think right. it was the national championship game when he's playing for the University of Miami. I don't know this. It was one of the most gruesome knee injuries at that time to be shown on television oh. other than the thighs. It was just a just awful. The kid was just riding oh, yeah. in pain. And he comes back from that, is out a year, comes back. And this was before everybody was having, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. ACL surgery yeah, to Gore or Willis well, McGahee? I was going to throw out. McGahee had the really nasty the injury, was but really Gore nasty, did tear. Gore, it was bad. And, and on national tape, McGahee's was a few years later, and it was. You're right, Lift. That was pretty gruesome. But Gore's was. It, it did the that bend, and it's and it was on a tackle. McGahee just dislocated yeah. it all. But so you're right, McGahee's was pretty bad. But Gore's was 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 bad as well. And, but for him to have that comeback and for him to be have the longevity he's had in the NFL really speaks to his work ethic and what he's done. So wish there were more guys like I, that. That that no, that I love that. Frank so, Gore. Don't get yeah. me wrong; he'd be a good addition to the Hall of um, Fame and good guy. I think he'll make it. Yeah. He he won't make it first ballot, no way. And he'll be one of those. It'll be a few years after. Yeah. I think he's got a, a possibility of making it a few years after. Honestly, though, I. Don't think he makes it. I'll I'll say I, that. That's my and feeling. He prob- I hope he does. He's a great guy. Yeah, I think we're all on the same boat there. I think he's first he, ballot. I will, we'll see. But I think as LJ ballot. said, and I know uh, as you've heard, people have heard her voice, but Hannah can tell you Frank Gore was doing a lot of his big rushing on some bad, bad 49ers teams where he yeah. was the <laughs> only guy. Yeah. And he was putting yeah. up 15. He's all they had. Yeah. It was yeah. literally – and then every year, I swear – Antonio, no, this Mr. Fantasy over here. Every year, Frank Gore's the guy where you go, all right, it's got to be done. There's got to be no more Frank Gore. Then all he does is run for 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns every damn year. Every damn year. All he does. All All right, well, did you guys have anything else y'all want to throw out or touch on before we we call it a a night? No, I – Oh, I got is stories from the road, and I can do that another time. Stories from the road. No, I don't don't have anything really uh, other than – I'll give you one. I'm going to give you yeah, one want, story. There's one the story road. I was I was hoping the people could hear. Let's get one in. All right. I'm going to give you this one story from the road. And it is, if I ever go into, you know, when you're on the road, you're driving, you're having soda pops and water and, you know, you're having snacks as you're driving. Sure. You need to go to the bathroom fairly often. You know where I'm not yeah. going to the bathroom anymore? is where they give you a key to go to the bathroom. Where you have to carry a freaking baton to go to the bathroom. I'm going to just tell them, you know what? I'll pass. I'll go piss on your gas pump is what I'll do. Because think about it. Think about it. Um, And I I should be honest here. Here's a truism about me. I don't always wash my hands when I go to the bathroom. Okay. If I go into a convenience store and there's no door and I don't have to touch the urinal, I have to touch nothing but my clean body. (laughs) I was wondering what word you'd use there. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm only touching my clean body, I will walk out of there and I will not wash my hands. And so if that makes someone so uneasy, I'm sorry. But if you're carrying a baton with a key on it to the bathroom, I want you to think about this for a minute. Where has that key been set down? <laughs> Either on the lavatory, <laughs> the top of the toilet, the trash can, the paper towel holder, or, oh, my God, the worst choice, the floor. I'm not touching that key. I don't yeah. want to touch the so key. I'll just pass. Just, just to get it right, I'm, though. You're not touching that key because it's going to be dirty, but you don't clean your hands after you go to the bathroom. <laughs> but now I'm telling you, 
I only do that if my body's clean, and my body's clean. Most so if you of just so if you go just got done playing a game over at the at the old Fayetteville gym where they got that nine foot going, you've been sweating and you're all swampy. You'll wash your hands then. It's just <laughs> if if the body's clean, you're I'll not. wash my hands then. But yeah, if I'm if I just got up and took a shower and I don't have to touch anything in the bathroom, I'm telling you, I'm walking out and I ain't cleaning my hands. That's just. The <laughs> but, and and here's the thing, so. You've got a key with a baton on it, right? And I'm walking up yeah. to the Chevron station or whatever because he's like, I walk in, he goes, you need the key? And I'm like, are you talking to me? And he is talking to me because you need a key to go to this bathroom. So did you do it? Did you take the key? Did you use it? Well, yeah, I took the key because I had to really go. I thought you would but just go piss on their pump. That, well, this is post would, that. That's yeah. post that. But so Things have changed. Thing. So I go to the bathroom and I have to, and I wash my hands, and then I got to pick up that key <laughs> that every Tom, Dick, and Harry has had, <laughs> and probably set on the back of the toilet. What good does it do? What good does it do to wash your hands and then pick that key up and go take it to the clerk? So people don't go trash their cash. bathroom, I guess. I don't pick know. Pick it up with some like paper towels. Yeah, yeah. Maybe LJ out of the mouse of babes. Maybe I could have washed my hands <laughs> and gotten a paper towel. Yeah, but then that goes the against your whole your whole uh, stance on not washing your hands after touching your your body. I so no, I will wash my hands if he's touched the key when I go to the bathroom. He's touched the key, but not after. I mean, after I've touched the key, if I've got to take, put it, I'm just telling you. So if I go into a a, a a gas station from this point forward, and they say, "Do you want the key?" I'm going to go. No, you know, I don't want the key. Thank you. Peace out. And I'm going to go out and piss on the gas pump. What if That's you got to do I'm more gonna... than piss? <laughs> I never have to do more than that. I can always wait till a hotel room to do more than, <laughs> more than pee. Oh, always. boy, did he just curse always. himself there. Well, you take shorter trips than I he do. He just cursed himself <laughs> there. Well, if you have to do the other than pee, you go to a McDonald's because typically they are pretty clean. <laughs> That's the only place that I'll go do the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, so now man. I know. I awesome. now know. For now awesome. on, I'm about to go get a key made for my bathroom, just so whenever Dad, I, for for whenever Dad <laughs> comes to use my restroom, he's gonna have to use a key. I, by God, I, mean, I tell you, that's a. I'm gonna go piss outside on your truck tire. That's, that's a, what I'm gonna do. That's the last time I share a hotel room with Lifford and Hot Springs. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Do you do like? Do you fake the water if you know somebody can hear you in there? Like, do you turn on the water and pretend? And I love to think I'm ugly. I have done that. Yes, I have. So, I have what? <laughs> so I wonder. So, Liv. I'm just saying I keep the house clean, guys. I mean, I'm I'm clean. I mean, oh you know God. what I'm saying? So, so Liv, let me ask you this. So, I, this, this will, if you go into a restroom, and I, I know you've been in the convenience store business, right? Although you're not yes. in that side of the business, you know, and still is in that side of the business. So, the, the sign on the door says all employees must wash their hands before leaving the bathroom. If you stop in one of the convenience stores that you happen to work for, but yet you're just getting in your car and going back. So technically I'm an wash employee. Do you wash your hands? Tony, it depends. He probably pisses <laughs> on the sign. <laughs> no, listen to me. We have many of our places yeah. where you don't have to touch anything. You, the door is, you know, curved around, so you don't have to open a door. You don't have to flush the commode. You don't have to touch the sink because it's uh, auto-owned. Now, if the sink is auto-owned and they have a little hair dryer you don't have to touch, I mean, I'm good. I wash my hands. Otherwise, I'm going out fresco, dude. Is that a hey, hair dryer or a hand dryer? Let me ask you this. You, hand dryer. I'm sorry. It's okay. So here's my final question. Do you go get you a get you a bag of barbecue corn nuts and take them with you so you can lick your fingers when you're done? Hell yeah. It's all clean. <laughs> you damn right. Thus, I ain't got a problem with that. Thus ended the lesson. All right. There we go. All right. Well, I bet I think that'll do it. We'll get we'll have some more uh, stories from the road from pops coming up. I bet, but I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, make hey. sure, by the way, you can go 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 be like Tony and, and bet your money on my bookie. Put in JPP, get the extra money. We're almost done. After a my week bookie. like this, I bet you're done with fantasy football. I quit forever. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So I'm going to go lose this all my, my week. Somewhere I get to go else. play dailies. Yeah. I go play daily fantasy this week. So. All right. Well, I think that'll do it. Next time we talk, the Cowboys uh, may have wrapped up the division or maybe like the Broncos and be eliminated <laughs> from playoff contention. Who knows? So Could be. Could be. Fade me. We'll have it all next week. That'll do it for another week of the JPP Pod. Peace out. Peace out. Later. By the way, uh, 95 listens all time in Sweden. So that's more than we have episodes. That's pretty cool. Sweet. All right. I would need to make a shout out to the Swedes. Shout out to the Swedes, baby. Swedes out to the Swedes. We love them. We love the Swedes, man. Shoot us up on Facebook, Swedes, and we'll. Swedes, bro. My favorite character in El Dorado is the Swede. He's the uh, gunsmith they go to. (laughs) I got you a shotgun right here, y'all. What's international shipping? We should send a t-shirt to Sweden for any, like, reasonable cost. Yeah, just send it to Sweden. Just, just, just like drop it off at the embassy. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get Tony. Tony doesn't even have a t-shirt, dude. We got to get Tony a t-shirt. Let's do that. I got some sitting up here. I got a couple here too. We're gonna buy some. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some merch on the website. Yeah, we need to do that, bad.